You suck, Chris. Hello! Welcome to Barely Educated, the podcast that gives you Bears, Justin Fields, the occasional baseball thought, or not this time, because there is no baseball. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I am Chris Teichler, one of your co-hosts, and with me is Mark Jensen, the, uh, the other, some would say smarter, and when I say some, I'm including myself. Less ch- less charming though. <laughs> How's it going, Mark? It's going, man. There's a lot of NFL news. You know, it's 365 days of the year, but now we got the ramp up to training camp, and the league is going crazy with the uh, with the hot stove. That's right, I used it for football. Oh, wow, all kinds of stuff this week. I'm Mixing good. How are you? Force. Hanging in there. Hanging in. Brought there. up baseball, so <laughs> I had one of those. Moments of realization that oh my goodness, I gotta start teaching again soon. Like yeah, I should probably start going, prepping my classes, huh? Yeah, yeah, I gotta do that. I gotta do that. Well, one of the fun things about my job and class prep is selecting music to play. That's actually a lot of fun. Just say, nice. hmm, I want to go through this, but then yeah, going through like the class class stuff is oh. Mine's yeah. fairly simple because most of it's stuff I've already taught, except for one class. But they're sharing me, you know, their powerpoints and helping out a department. Uh-huh. Anyway, no one's here for that. No priorities, just like ours. All summer has been this podcast and not prepping for our classes. Here we are today. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, is it a uh, is it a beautiful day in the neighborhood with uh, news of Mister Rogers? <laughs> It is. It is so far so good. Um, we'll get to that. There's no doubt that's big, big story that broke last night-ish, mm-hmm. time yesterday. But I think there's a bigger NFL story, don't there, you? Yes, there's quite a quite the story. Um, uh, as you know, the um, there's been this pandemic. Maybe some of you don't know. Totally there's missed a- that. <laughs> Yeah, so the NFL uh, this last week decided, uh, you know what, it's time to really buckle down and take this thing seriously. So did they ever. Yeah, so correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, but basically, if you don't get vaccinated, you are not part of the NFL this year. Is that pretty much it? (laughs) That's pretty much their goal. This is the, hey, dummy, get vaccinated memo. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's give people some of the particulars. Yeah, I've got a tweet thread here from uh, Tom Pellicero. I hope I'm saying that right. He's a reporter on the NFL Network, Sirius mm-hmm. Radio. And uh, he sent this tweet thread out the other day. The NFL just informed clubs that if a game cannot be rescheduled during the 18-week season, 18 week season in 2021 due to a COVID outbreak among unvaccinated players – the team with the outbreak will forfeit and be credited with a loss for playoff seeding per source of massive per sources, massive implications forfeit. We're talking about forfeit yeah. at the we'll NFL. The rest, rest of it in a second, but full pause. 
That is a major gauntlet thrown down to any player not vaccinated. Yes. End of story, <laughs> period. That's the whole point of the memo. It's unvaccinated players cause your team to have an issue. That means you can't play the game. You get a loss. If your team has got all vaccinated players and you still catch it and miss it, that's not the penalty, right? Crazy. So this is totally targeting unvaccinated players. Yes. Cole Beasley, your move. <laughs> oh, gosh. He's oh, the worst. Man. Holy cow. His, uh, more on his thread here. He said, uh, here's more from today's memo, which also says the team responsible for a canceled game because of an outbreak among unvaccinated players or staff will be responsible for financial losses and subject to potential discipline from the commissioner. Wow. Okay, owners who don't care about winning, we're coming after you too. So get <laughs> your players vaccinated. I mean, this is crazy. And he's got a copy of the memo here. It's too long to read, but he's really yeah. got a good summary of it. Um, the league intends to play its entire 272 game schedule over 18 weeks. That's longer than a baseball season. No, I'm sorry. Just <laughs> uh, stop this, bringing up baseball. Sorry, sorry, there is no baseball. I don't know. Yeah, no baseball. Uh, we do not anticipate adding a 19th week to accommodate games that cannot be rescheduled with the current 18 weeks of the regular season. Play on time or don't play. Other key competitive aspect of today's memo, vaccinated individuals who test positive and are asymptomatic can return to duty after two negative tests 24 hours apart. So Un potentially in a day or two, they can be back if they're vaccinated, even after a positive test. Yes. Mm-hmm. But if they're not vaccinated, mm -hmm. unvaccinated individuals still subject to a mandatory 10 day isolation period, which of get course. Get vaccinated, dummies. That's the memo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're in a 10 day isolation period, you're missing a game unless it's your uh, you know, bye week. So. More strong language from the memo every club is obligated under the Constitution and bylaws to have its team ready to play at the scheduled time and place. A failure to do so is deemed conduct conduct detrimental. There is no right to postpone a game. This is the NFL's strongest step yet to incentivize vaccinations. In essence, vaccination status dictates action. If a club cannot play due to a COVID spike in vaccinated individuals, we will attempt to minimize the competitive and economic burden on both participating teams. So there it is, too. It's like, well, if you're vaccinated, we'll try to do what we can do. Look, that's not just the strongest thing this NFL has done. This is the strongest thing I've heard of any business in this country yeah. doing on the whole get vaccinated thing. I'm all here for it. Like uh, players who watch their YouTube video of a conspiracy theorist for, you know, three minutes just to get the bad credentials out of the way. And then I'm kind of glad they don't watch the whole thing. You know, like I'm just uh, where are they getting these stupid ideas? I don't know. I, I don't want to hear from NFL players on whether or not to get vaccinated. They are not professionals. They're not researchers. They're not experts, right? I want them to stay in their lane. Yeah, I said it. I'm not saying that NFL players and athletes can't be activists in terms of social reform sure, and sure. take up causes, but you guys are not scientists. You're just <laughs> not. We have got to get back to actually respecting experts in this country. Amen. And the experts are unanimous on this. And so, uh, you know, Johnny Football watching his three-minute YouTube and deciding you shouldn't get vaccinated. I love that the league's like, listen, Johnny Football, Johnny go get vaccinated. I love this. I'm here. I'm totally here for it. 
Yeah. Um, one last uh, thing here. The biggest penalty for all players. If a game is canceled and cannot be rescheduled within the current 18-week schedule due to a COVID outbreak, neither team's players will receive their weekly paragraph five salary. You read that right. And he puts this in all caps. Nobody gets paid. So players who don't care about winning, we're coming after your paychecks too. I mean, they have, this is a strong stance. I don't know. Are you yeah. uncomfortable with it in any way? No, I mean, we are legislating in the NFL is anyway, getting not, vaccinated basically. This is a private company. Yep. They can do what they want. Just because you are good enough to play in the NFL does not give you, you know, a God-given right to do so. And I know players are already upset here and there, but a lot of them are already saying, get vaccinated. I went ahead and did it. I know people, it's a little more complicated than my rant a minute ago. I get that there's still people concerned about that it didn't go through the normal timetable that a vaccine goes through and some of that stuff. But we're not in a normal scenario. Nope. Um, and, and the bottom line is the actual experts are telling us to do it. And so at some point we should respect that. But I'm all for a league saying, look, we're going to have a season. And in order to do this, you're going to need to be vaccinated. And if you're not going to cooperate, there's going to be consequences. That's well within the league's right. Yeah, I've, I've read and heard of some people saying, well, there's, you know, doctors are divided over this. Like, excuse me. Like, I have not seen. I mean, unless unless you're kind of like the Dr. Nix out there. there yeah, is let's let's no... talk about that for a second. <laughs> okay. What do we mean when we say doctors are divided? That there's the occasional oddball who's against it still? That's not doctors are divided. That's right. that there are exceptions and anomalies and there's just enough people that there's going to be stupid opinions. Mm -hmm. Doctors divided would require it to be at more like 60-40 split or something. And yep. we're not even, and we're talking like 98% versus 2% <laughs> or something. Yeah. This is not division. This is rogue morons mm -hmm. it's just not an actual controversial thing in the medical community vaccines have saved literally millions of lives yep. it's like we just don't have it's like we've just completely forgotten the history of polio and on all the, the things that went into mm -hmm. the initial vaccine wave and why we do vaccines in the first place and let's not pretend that these are medically driven arguments that Correct. people not getting vaccinated in the football world are making Correct. They're not. They're political. And that is a really stupid way to live your life. Prioritizing something secondary to something primary, your health. Mm. So Agreed. I'm all for it from the league. I'm sure people are going to be mad about that here and there. I know there's a couple players threatening retirement, but it's wealth in the league's <laughs> rights. And we would do much better as a country to get it done. I mean, look at the Olympics. Japan has a really low vaccination rate and everybody's freaking out about the Olympics being there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and a couple of coaches have already uh, walked away, haven't they? Assistant coaches yep. for a couple of teams. We had a coach walk away. We had okay, uh, bye. an you unfortunate, <laughs> um, there was a tragic death in the coaching world this week. Yeah. Um, that was awful. A bike accident? To, yeah, bike accident. But, uh, Great nap. Um, so condolences to yeah, his family absolutely. and everything. But, um, yeah, there's one one coach walk away. DeAndre Hopkins put out a tweet that implied he was thinking about retiring. Hmm. Wow. But I don't know if he's actually going to, you know, go through with it. 
And that's not the retirement we're here to talk about. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, I agree. This is huge. I like it. Um, as we're seeing cases starting to go up again all around the country, I think it's perfectly reasonable and maybe even necessary to be more aggressive with uh, um, trying to stop it. You know? Yes, it's it's the Delta variant's back, and now you can still get it if you're vaccinated, but it's pretty rare, and the symptoms aren't very strong, mm-hmm. so you tend to be pretty much fine. Um, you know, you get this whole idea that we might have to face another wave of it, I hope, motivates people. Like, I don't want to turn the pod this episode, right, into, like, the vaccination episode, but <laughs> there's a reason the league is doing this right now and didn't do it in March when it seemed like, oh, maybe we're, we're good. Now they're like, nope, we are not good. Nope. They, nope. they have given players the time. They have given the whole thing some time, and they're scared. Rightly so. About what could happen. And I want to point out when the Cardinals there, now I brought up baseball, had you their issue last baseball. year. Ugh. I actually told Cousin Nate. Cousin show, Nate, shout out Cousin I Nate. told him if they keep this up, I think they should forfeit games. I am totally consistent here. I'm not trying to brag. I just mean, even if the bears are a problem down the road, if they have to forfeit a game because of this, I will say that is what should happen. And and I suppose kicked this, off at yeah, the players yeah. involved. It is the greater good. Yeah, for sure. So now, and last year, there weren't any games canceled, right? But there were some, they just juggled them around until days, they yeah. made them work. Yeah. It was like Wednesday night game. clearly the league doesn't want to do that again which i actually thought they might want to do again because it had a game every day for like a week or whatever Mm -hmm. but they're trying to i think avoid that strange scenario too yeah this is quite a thing quite a thing really 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 strong statement all right the other big topic for us (laughs) yesterday All sorts of websites associated with gambling pulled various bets involving the Green Bay Packers and the NFC North um, due to Aaron Rodgers' retirement speculation. I've got the article from Pro Football Talk, which take with a grain of salt. They sometimes rumor monger a bit too much for me. But this is everywhere now. It actually started on Sports Illustrated, which is more reputable in my opinion. The rumors of Aaron Rodgers retiring from football next week are real, says Mike Florio. Points bet sports book tells PFT that the Packers over under win total um, was removed midday Friday. Just kind of paraphrasing it as I go due to speculation that Rodgers will be retiring this week, possibly on Tuesday. That's getting pretty specific at that point. (laughs) It doesn't say that right here, but I've seen other articles that mention that. Mm-hmm. Um, the bolsters this bolsters the report from Bill Huber of SI.com. So shout out to him. Mm-hmm. That multiple sports books have scrapped various Packers-based wagers based on the belief that Rodgers will retire next week. It doesn't mean that he will, but the folks who make their living in part by knowing what's truly going on behind the scenes have become sufficiently spooked by whatever they're hearing to not allow betters to load up on bets based on odds crafted under the assumption Rodgers will show up and play. That's amazing. Like, cause usually these guys are pretty accurate about this stuff. I mean, people the, have already the, compared it to when they did the thing with Wilson and everybody was like, ah, that wasn't right either. Yeah. But th- that was different because with Wilson, they were trying to project and they pulled 
the odds here they're pulling the over under they're pulling win totals they're pulling win totals for the other nfc north teams that's the whole thing we talked about a while back where it's like well i can't predict the bears wins totals until i know if rogers is a packer thing Mm -hmm. um and so there's a lot of smoke to this yes it doesn't mean it's gonna happen but vegas vegas is kind of freaked out about it and that's huge because like i said vegas is very often more often than not, I think, right about this stuff. And the Russell Wilson thing got to pretty close to the finish line before the Seahawks pulled that. Mm. So there was a reason they were spooked there, but it didn't ultimately happen. There's a reason they're spooked here. Hopefully it happens. And the other idea here is he'd be pulling a Carson Palmer. Do you remember this? No. Carson Palmer retired from the Bengals to get traded to the Cardinals the next year. Oh, interesting. His agent is David Dunn, who also happens to represent <gasps> Aaron Rodgers. Whoa. So this would be Whoa. in their agent's playbook. Wow. Well, I mean, that that does that did cross my mind, you know, like uh retired. retired yeah. Because that uh Gronk did that, right? Didn't he do that? To avoid getting yeah, traded to Detroit. Like, he told everybody they were going to trade him to the Lions. Like he was in a studio show just goofing off. And he's like, oh, I retired because they were trading me to Detroit. <laughs> Gotta love him. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, I mean, that's that was the thought I had that, uh, okay, he wants to retire and then go back into the league a year later to someone else. Now, how, do you know how that works? Like if you retire, is your contract just like – Well, he would – so there's a lot to this. He yeah. would – not be fined anymore so he'd save some money there but he'd owe back a roster bonus of like 11 million or something so i mean it would hit him in the wallet pretty good but you're also talking about someone with more money than we can imagine so how much does he care i don't know i can imagine quite a bit i don't know what the comp is like how much money to me is 11 million to rogers <laughs> mm. like 10 grand or something mm-hmm. i don't that still seems like a lot to but if you really wanted your way would you be willing to give up that i i, I think that's kind of the question is he, is he willing to give up that money to get his way down the road he doesn't look like a guy prepping for a season no no he, he certainly not. enjoyed his summer he's got his man bun and his fiance and then she tweeted out yes. do you remember that what was that tweet uh, uh, it was a Stephen. Well, I Stephen I saw her a Smith rant, mm-hmm. which uh, I not much of a Stephen A. Smith fan. No. Um, pretty ridiculous what he said about Otani, by the way. At any rate, she it was an older video clip of him ranting about how the Packers have mistreated him and disrespected him. And it's like this of all weeks. Yeah, her of all people's retweeting it. Uh huh. Uh huh. More smoke. And then Adams smoke. is upset with the, the negotiations. Yes. Too. Their best wide receiver, their second best player is unhappy. And then then just this morning, one of the Packers beat writers had a post where he showed Adams and Rogers both have tweeted the same thing. It's Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen fist bump. So people are like, does that mean this is their last dance or does it mean they're out? Like, is this one more year or are they both just gone? Either way, it sounds like they're both gone after this year. Worst case for us Bears fans. And retirement is definitely being taken very seriously by power brokers. Things are not okay north of the Cheddar Curtain, my friend. No. And again, this could all be water under the bridge by this time next week and he's at camp. We don't know. My point is, as fans, we have spent a decent amount of this podcast over the last few weeks talking about the Rodgers drama because, one, we hate the Packers and it's hilarious. But, two, because there's real smoke here, we are not 
out of line as fans to think this is a possibility because Vegas thinks it's a possibility. Yes, that's what I was saying. That's what gives us a lot of uh, validity, in my opinion. Now, part of me does feel too like uh, like Hawkeye in Avengers uh, Endgame when he tells uh, what's her name, Scarlett Johansson, don't Black Widow. don't don't give me hope. You know, mm, hope is yeah. a fickle, fleeting Where thing. He's standing in the rain, <clears throat> don't give me hope. <laughs> you know, we got to talk about hope before the season starts. It's a dangerous emotion. But Rogers got his championship with the NBA, and now he can write off. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Giannis for shutting everybody up. I hope forever. Yeah, I didn't watch it because you know I'm not a basketball fan, really. Uh, I mean. Even when Derrick Rose was at the peak of his powers with the Bulls, I was. Eh, yeah. oh, but how man, dare you bring that up too. Wow. Oh, sorry, sorry. You're just sorry. a savage today. Sorry, sorry. But man, Anything you'd like to say about the Hawks getting rid of Duncan Keith while you're at it? <laughs> Thanks for coming out, guys. Um, the hoser. <laughs> um, social media was just flooded with how he was dominating. Uh, he hit his free throws, which is there. basically terrifying. <laughs> Um, 50 points right 50 points in game six did i read that right so, and one last thing on this whole rogers yes yeah, i was 50 flat points yeah oh, then he went, apparently then he went to chick-fil-a and got a 50 piece order which is awesome <laughs> wow i love him that's just great <laughs> so have you seen the fan the, the thanos meme where it's like if we got the bucks an nba championship what did it cost us and it's a Perfect. picture of Aaron. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, That's your Brewers are good, and Giannis is one year ring. So it must be an interesting time to be a sports fan up there. Yeah, yeah. These were the yeah. best of times. These were the worst of times. Uh, a college friend of mine, uh, who's a he's from Wisconsin, and he's a all Wisconsin fan. And shout out to him, by the way, because. You know, he's a Packer fan and a Brewers fan and a Bucks fan, the way it should be. He doesn't, you know, like try to be Packers fan, Cubs fan, Blackhawks fan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so shout out to you, Matt. But uh, he he uh, put consistent something on. Matt. <laughs> he, he, is, he is consistent, Matt. Yeah. But he put something on Facebook about how, like, the big talk on ESPN afterwards was more about how the Suns were going to uh, – you know, move on or recover or rebuild or something like nothing about the Bucks and how they actually won. And uh, it made me think of, you know, maybe the Bucks are the White Sox of the NBA. Remember how ESPN forgot the White Sox won? The yeah, they, they legitimately did that they a while back. <laughs> yeah, when the Cubs You were. know, there's another thing here that's kind of fun as a Bears connection really loosely. The Bucks were an also ran forever. Yes. One player turned them around. Yeah. The Suns have been terrible for quite a while. A couple players turned them around. So, like, it's possible, still in sports, even in the NBA, the one that's supposedly all stars, to still have a quick turnaround if you can get the right players in there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I think, you know, QB says that more than anything else. And that brings us to the Bears in training camp, Eve. It's Finally, news is going to happen again for the Bears. Mm Mm-hmm. Justin mm-hmm. Fields is going to battle Andy Dalton, but not really, but he's going to eventually beat him anyway, even though they're not in a battle. I'm excited about camp. How could you not be? We get to see Fields in real-ish action. And the season is soon. 
the NFL Network is airing all three of the Bears preseason games. They understand That's, that this yes. is a ratings mover. Yes, they do. Yes, <laughs> a they do. foreshadowing of what will happen whenever he's officially started. Bears, Bears. Bears is going to be loaded up on primetime games when oh, he's yeah. good and starting. I mean, they already get quite a few, but they'll get even more. So, Any... Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I watched this clip of David Montgomery, and they asked him about fields. This is the field segment of the podcast, and then we can do Yay. other bear stuff. And they asked him about fields, and his answer was, was nothing we haven't heard before, but I thought it was pretty cool. They asked him, you know, what stands out. You've been around good talent. Talent recognizes talent, ball, game, recognizes game, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. cliches. Mm-hmm. And he's like, mm-hmm. it's just he acts like he's been here for a while, right? Like he's so humble. He comes from such a huge school with a huge following, and you'd never know it. Like the way he approaches the game, he's always trying to learn from Andy and the coaches. He's he's just like he's really humble for how good he is. I thought that was cool. That is cool. And it was awesome that Fields visited the guy who'd gotten shot and was like, "But I got to see Fields yes. play. What yes. a guy! What a story! Get that man a Portillo's, also. And, uh, <laughs> an Italian beef, maybe a combo. Uh, and didn't he say that he if That's he could do it over again? Huh? What? That's going to be controversial. You're getting the beef there. We're going to hear oh. about that. Oh, yeah. Um, didn't the guy say that he's glad he got shot so he could meet Justin now, Fields? Yeah, now his new – this guy knows how to market Yikes. this issue. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was all worth it. Okay, so that brings me to the perfect question. Would you take a bullet in the back knowing that you would live <laughs> if it meant you got to meet Justin Fields? Because <laughs> uh, this has I, actually happened. I don't think so. I mean, I love my bears, and I, and I am primed to completely give my heart over to but Justin Fields, but not my back. That's right. Yeah, I but have found amazing. the wow. meatball composer's line in the sand, <gasps> ladies and gentlemen. This has all been for good cause. No, um, I, I just thought that story was incredible. It is. It is amazing. Yeah. So, uh. Justin Fields, Andy Dalton, do you see any way that Fields is the starter day one, week one? Is there any way that that happens? Just injury. Just injury. That's it? Okay. I think they're pretty much that committed to it. Um, I think the Bears are one of the organizations, and, and I don't necessarily knock them for this. I'm not really sure how I feel about it. They are determined to do what they said when they signed someone. They don't want to ruin that. Like we gave Andy our word stuff, which I guess I like as long as it doesn't extend for too long. Yeah. I could see where if you told him that and then it didn't happen and the next time you need to make a similar splash in free agency, not that Dalton was much of one. Uh, you know, maybe they the rep's bad with agents or something. So I, I feel like the Bears, though, are one of those teams that was very sincere when they say you're start like remember the whole thing with Glennon that no one can shut up about. Oh, yes. You remember it's my year. This is my year. Well, it was until you stunk, but they kept their <laughs> word because he started over the rookie QB. Yes, he did. And I think they're going to do something somewhat similar with Dalton. Um, I still think they were committed to those first couple games, but I hope by week four, uh, Fields is starting. Yeah, and, you know, if that's the case, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, that if he's starting week four, the Bears are either 0-3 or 1-2, right? Yeah, yep. But yeah. – would you sacrifice that to get fields on this field sooner? Yeah, especially if Aaron Rodgers is not part of the mix. <laughs> I think that Truly. buys you that Truly. buys you a couple wins, I think. You could be a uh, 10 and 7 because there's 17 games. 
or 11 and 6 and have a legit division shot. By the way, I saw this on, on the NFL Reddit. Is 11 and 6 the new 10 and 6 or the new 11 and 5? Oh, that's a good Hard question. Hard-hitting questions here. Mm, that is a very good question. I think it's more like the uh, 10 and 6. I think 11 and 6 is 10 and 6. Okay, I agree. Because you got to remember, good teams are going to beat up on bad teams and have right. even better records when they get that bad team in that last game, you know? Mm-hmm. That 17th game is against a mediocre team, so it's going to skew the records. Right. Camp battles that you're looking forward to. We could do two things. We can do, like, pass rusher versus the tackle kind of camp battle, hmm. but I'm, which are that's fine. But I'm even more interested in the, like, depth chart battles, you know, like who wins the slot receiver starting job and, and congrats on some of that stuff. Okay. And then you've also got uh, the middle linebacker market has some movement that we should probably mention with regards mm-hmm. to Roquan. Okay. So what, what are you looking forward to with camp besides fields? I think we could probably talk about that for another hour, but let's move yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, uh, on the offensive side of the ball, we've got our starting running back. I mean, no one's going to – there's going to be no battle to take Montgomery's spot. No, and right? that looks like a really good deep uh, position, too, mm-hmm. on this team. Yeah. Uh, tight end. Who's going to be the starting tight end? Okay. I think we're going to have the young the young commit. Or I think he'll it... get more snaps. I think Jimmy Graham will be, you know, third down red zone stuff. I think they're going to basically tell us commit's ready to start full bore. But they're going to use them both a lot, I hope, too. You know, Jimmy Graham really, I mean, he did exactly what they signed him to do last year. Score he was better than I thought he'd be. Yeah. Yeah. And he has no interest in blocking like we thought. None, none at all. <laughs> I think well, it's like I think a the bull offense, fighter, you know. Olay. There's really only two big time questions, which is weird to say about a Bears offense. Will Jenkins win the starting job on the left side? Yes. <laughs> Hope so. And really, then the other big one is who's the slot receiver? Hmm. Well, we got our number one and we got our number two, right? We yep. know one and two. Those are so set. Who are the options for uh, for slot then? Who else we got on the team? Now? Everyone's favorite whipping boy, <laughs> right? Anthony Miller. Still has talent. Yes, he does. I'm shocked they haven't cut either of the guys that got ejected. I really am surprised that they're both still around. Mm. I think wins might not get through camp, though. So you got, you got Miller, who's very talented. Mm-hmm. But the fan base is very tired of. The coaches are probably tired of him. The point with the, the joke a minute ago is he's only got, you know, next screw up, he's probably gone. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Bird. They Bird from the Patriots, who had like 700 yards last year. And then you've got the one everybody was raving about during um, OTAs and minicamp. You've got uh, uh, Marquis Goodwin. Oh, Marquis Goodwin. Yep. So. I guess those are your three candidates. Yeah, I mean... I got no idea. I really have no idea who's the best player out of those three at this point. Would you give Miller, like, the slight advantage, maybe? I suppose. Yeah, that's kind of what I think. Familiarity, draft status. But that speed could be fun, too, with a good one. Yeah, what about the the rookie Newsom they drafted? Daz Newsom. Well, he's got to play now, right? He broke his collar, but we haven't really seen him on the field. I suppose he's in the mix. I mean, they're going to keep five or six receivers. He's, they're not going to cut him. Mm-hmm. 
the question, who's going to get all those snaps at the slot? It'll be really interesting to see what it looks like at the start of training camp and at the end. Hmm. Oh. I think it's one of the one of the two positions on the team that is really wide open. Can you tell me the other? You can. I know you can get this. Ooh. Corner. Yes. Woo! Look at Ooh. me. And not just one corner, actually the opposite of Jalen Johnson corner and the nickelback. I don't listen to Nickelback. Neither do I. All right, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> now that we've established that. Yeah. Do you I'm think st- Trufant wins that job just because he's a veteran? Or is he going to run veteran, national, veteran, veteran, veteran? I think so, you know. I, I tell you one I thing. Carrie, he's a young guy. He may think differently. I don't know. I was, uh, you know, you asked me a couple weeks ago about Richard Sherman. I was like, oh, yeah. And now. I don't think so. I think I'll pass on that. Yeah. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think true fun. Just, you know. I think the, he's healthy. He's not a bad Wiley player. Veteran. He just yeah. always gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Kendall Duke Vildor. Shelley, Vildor. You got confidence in any of those young guys? Not yet. Not yet. I mean, I'll say this, man. The beat guys that were at the OTAs in the minicamp were raving about Vildor. Hmm. We got a lot of love. That's good to know. So I guess maybe probably have to see him before you can really uh, well boy that's a cop out isn't it that that position scares <laughs> me though corner is the yeah nice job Thank corner you. is Thank paper you. thin right now in my opinion but you know if the if the defensive line is uh, doing what they should be doing then that makes the secondary better you know look at that segue what a professional so that's the other kind of camp battle i want to see tevin jenkins versus the pass rushers i want to see how he holds up. I want to see how the revamped O-line looks against those bad boys on the defense because I'm stupidly optimistic about the revamped O-line. No, I get it. I think you have every reason to be. Because even towards the end of last year, the line got better. You know, Part of that's opponents, but part of it's stuff yeah. like Max Rustifer solidifying the center position. <laughs> Shout out to Max. No. <laughs> Sam Mustafer doing uh, mm-hmm. doing the the calls like mm-hmm. I think we forget how important that is. And correct me if I'm wrong, undrafted free agent. Yep, but like That's somebody getting remarkable. people in the right position, allowing. What, let's see, what was Wani's thing? Whitey coat hair. Whitey coat hair. Whitey coat oh, hair. <laughs> got a knee. Oh, Whitey. And That's James amazing. McDaniel's. Let's see, how else can we butcher <laughs> his name? There's a lot of easy ones. John McDanielson. Yeah, <laughs> but those two at guard are actually pretty good. They yes. just neither one quite ever clicked at center. Yeah, that's true. And Daniels, that's who they thought was good. he was a center, right? In yeah. Iowa, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. And oh. I demand that Sam Mustafer be relevant for 10 years because I do not want to let Danny Parkins's Max Rustifer die. <laughs> this matters so much to me. That it's irrational phenomenal. how much fun I have with that. <laughs> and then for Wani to like a day later. It's just great. This Javon Tankins is really (laughs) nasty in the run game. (laughs) That's um, I think he's gonna be fun to watch in the run game. I do. He's he's, oh kind of a got that bulldozer attitude. I like that. And Dad Gummit Curse, I just can't help myself but imagine if they came out of this draft with their bookend left tackle and their quarterback for the next 10 plus years. That would be phenomenal. Next Holy week is God. our first look and, with and, any real value at these guys. 
How could you not be excited? Right. And the cherry on top, maybe no Rodgers. <laughs> That's I like maybe, maybe yeah, I need the to football know, guys are good, finally smiling on us. You the know? good uh, listeners need to know. If he retires, are we doing an emergency pod or have we talked yes. about the bastard enough? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That'd be huge. If, could, he pl- if he shows up to camp, are we having an emergency depressed pod? Nah. No, I don't think so. It'll just be business as usual for us. He's, he is the reigning MVP. I mean, it's not like he's at the end, you know, or he's it's still an elite that. quarterback. I mean, that's definitely true. He's still, what was it, 48 and 5 TD to INTs last year? Oh, my year? gosh. And then another, like, four it's or like five a video on the ground. He uh-huh. is, he's a Madden player. Yes, he's the reigning MVP. Big deal. That's true. <laughs> More so for me is he's just had a stranglehold on the division for over a decade. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. did Rodgers play the whole year? Yes, the Packers won the division pretty much every year, except mm-hmm. for 18. I don't yeah. think he got hurt in 18, did he? No, no I don't think so. They, they just stunk. Well, you know, So, like, just the idea that it would open up is too enticing not to be excitable mm-hmm. about it. You know, I mean, I don't know how you follow the Bears – and you don't think, holy cow, Rodgers might actually sit the season mm-hmm. and get a big dumb grin on your face, even if you would love to beat him. I think we've established most of the time we can't pull that off. Apparently not. <laughs> so I'll take Rome fell from within, Alex. I mean, that's, Aaron. That's the big difference between Rodgers and Favre, too. Like, Lovey, Lovey figured out how to beat Favre. Yeah, you know? make him throw picks. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, that had flipped – you know, Lovey came in 04. Yeah, uh, five they, and six. They did just fine against him, except for the game yeah. that they didn't care about. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Where Rex Bears had zero rating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, 05, 06, 07, 08, the Bears had flipped the script. They were constantly and consistently beating Green Bay. And then as soon as Rodgers came in, that's when it all. So it would be nice to beat him. Like, uh, you know, Lovey figured out, you know, yeah, let far, you know, Hide some in your cover two packages there, you know, maybe hide some coverages and confuse them. And it worked. Rogers is too smart for that. So true. Maybe we just can't care with the ball. Beat him. Maybe the best way to beat I, him is not to be there. Like, like Mr. Me. I hate said. how much yeah. part of me hates how much credit we're giving the man for stomping on our favorite team for years. But Aaron Rodgers is multiple levels better than Brett Favre, even. Correct. Like, they're both top 15 or whatever all time. Rodgers is, like, top five. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they were better with him, he'd be going – he'd be in the conversation with Brady if he had more rings. Yep. As best ever. Because physically, mentally, all the individual stuff is there. The team stuff isn't. Mm-hmm. So the idea, as we circle back to it, kind of wrapping up here, the idea that at the same time that he might be done being a Packer – the Bears might finally have their own QB. Yes. I I don't know the future. I just know I want to soak in these couple months when I might be able to look back in a few years and be like, man, that's that that April through summer of 21, that was this huge transitional thing. And that I want to be all here for it. Soak it up because maybe it is the winds of change are blowing. Maybe not, but I don't think we've had this chance in a long time. Even when they picked Mitch, he still knew he had to get through Rodgers for several years. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, Mitch was not the guy to do that. <laughs> no, it wasn't. 
But it does seem like they know the Bears know that, all right, we can't. We've tried for years to beat Rodgers by building defense and focusing on defense, and we can't do it. Now they've said, okay, we gotta we gotta try to outscore him. Yep. And that's that's how you gotta do it in this league. No, you know, you yep. can't can't build a team on defense. There will be no more eighty-five bears. There will no, be no more two thousand ravens. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean the league doesn't let you like legislate nope. the rules to favor the offense so consistently that you will always be behind the eight ball if you try to if your roster allocation skews so heavily towards the defense as the bears has over several years and still does, but I think that will be switching as we move forward. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Uh, next time we'll have to talk a Rob and Roquan. Okay. Always a pleasure. We will see what this week brings. Hey, I'm glad we were ready to Saturday to record because all this vaccine and mm-hmm. Roger stuff broke Thursday and Friday. Yes, sir. So, all right. Well, we, uh, once again, are, the barely educated podcast you can find us on twitter and check out our buy me a coffee both of those with barely underscore educated as your tagline and hopefully we will have reason to talk again real soon my friend you suck chris bears, bears. bears. i love the bears